0: Raider Nation, wake up and get ready, because it's time for the Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Good morning, Raider Nation. I'm Eddie Pascal, and today is June 2nd, 2021. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the Morning Grind. Well, with the Las Vegas Raiders having officially kicked off OTAs last week, today on the show we're going to actually talk about some real football, and I'm really excited that we get to do it with one of our pals, digital reporter for the Silver and Black, Levi Edwards. And Levi, first off, brother, happy to have you here. And uh, when you went to the first OTA, gosh, a week ago now, what kind of stood out to you?
1: Uh, Well, first and foremost, I was just excited to be at OTAs, You know, being here for so long and actually being able to see football just after a crazy year. Uh, was really just honestly a blessing. There's a lot of things that stood out to me in terms of what I saw. Uh, the biggest one is just kind of how many veterans, how many true leaders and veterans on the team that were in attendance because I know these are OTAs. And a lot of those guys, you know, they don't have to be there, you know, with it being voluntary. But you see guys like Derek Carr, you see guys like Darren Wally, you see guys like Richie Carnito that are out there really trying to make their teammates better and really strive for the best. So to see those guys out there really, you know, doing their thing, Showing an example for the team, that's something that really stood out to me.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I, I think you bring up a great point, too, where this is the vo- excuse me the voluntary portion of the year, right? These guys don't have to be here if they, obviously, you want them to be here. And the Silver Black have a lot of guys that were in the house last week, and we expect to see a lot more guys in the house today. But I think that when I look at things, and I look at the first OTA, and I think, number one, it's important for everyone out there, ourselves included, don't overreact to what you see in early June. Right. That we have seen throughout the history of football, throughout the history of this team, guys that are like come June 10th, you're like, this is the next, you know, Joe Montana. This guy is the next, you know, whoever he may be. And then you get to training camp and you're like, "Uh, okay, maybe I maybe I got a little too excited. But I think that naturally being excited at this point of the year is, is really important because, like you said, we didn't have this last year. There were no OTAs last year. All the all the work was done virtually for good reason. But the fact that we have meaningful football to talk about, the fact that we have actual, uh, you know, it's a little early for position battles, but to be like, hey, this guy looked really good or this guy looked really good. I mean, it's just an exciting portion of the year considering that we haven't done this since
1: 2019. We've never done it in this building, which is crazy to think about. Most yeah. definitely, and especially another thing that kind of stood out to me is just how early Tom Cable has his offensive line unit going to work, even though it's early and it is OTAs. It's not something, you know, like you were saying, people hype up things and training camp comes down the line and things look a little different. So it's not – I wouldn't freak out too much right now, but definitely I'm really excited about that offensive line. So, so many people had questions and doubts about what has been done to the offensive line to kind of revamp it, and Tom Cable is out there Putting his guys to work, and really he's a, and he's a high energy guy too. High energy. He was not acting like it was OTAs. He was acting like this was like for real practice. Like, like I'm talking about like not a game. We're talking about practice. Like he was out there really just high intensity really going after that unit, and they looked really good, even though it is just OTAs. Leatherwood, he looked really good. James, he looked really good. Uh, Colton, he looked really good. Like, they all looked good. Richie was being that leader, lead by example. Like, I- I'm really excited to see what they got cooking up.
0: Yeah, and I'm, and I'm glad you brought up off the offensive line because it's no secret that headed into 2021, and it'll be probably probably one of the, if not the biggest storyline that we're going to be talking about through camp, is this offensive line the new pieces, the guys filling new roles. And it sounds funny, but obviously I haven't seen a practice up close and personal since 2019. And so when I got out there a week ago and I'm watching watching the guys go through work, the one thing that stood out to me, and just in terms of the old line I was like, Man, I forget how big these dudes are. They're massive. I, I know. I mean, we saw uh, we saw Alex <laughs> Leatherwood when he came in right after he got drafted. And You're like, oh yeah, he's a big dude, but it's not. He's just not a big dude. Colton's a big dude. Richie Incognito's a big dude. Andre James is sneaky big. Like this is a good group. This is a physically imposing group, and I think it's gonna be up to Tom Cable over the next you know next couple of weeks, and then once we get to camp to really kind of put their best foot forward because I think. As this offensive line goes in 2021, 20, that offensive line in Derek Carr goes, so is this offense in general.
1: Most definitely. I remember it because, once again, it being my first practice with the team, and I just remember being on the sidelines and the offensive line. Once they were done with their drills, they kind of walked past me, and I just remember thinking to myself, like, please, just do not kill me. Like, please, just like, just let me be. They're just that massive. Like, it is just so – crazy how much size on that offensive line leatherwood 65 320 you uh, have a like, colton miller like three twenty six six. like these guys are big and they're physical and that's what gruden wants he wants a big physical offensive line because you have two guys josh jacobs who was a pro bowler last year Kenyon drake who almost ran for a thousand yards you have some guys who can run and you need guys that are going to be able to block for him and this is going to be that massive physical line that's going to be able to do it
0: yeah i mean that's that's really the plan and and kind of you know, taking our scope out just a little bit from, from the offensive line, but we talked about how there were no OTAs a year ago, but I think that when I look at this team and the benefit of them being here, right, it really is for the young guys. I mean, God bless Richie Incognito, and he's saying all the right things, but I think you and I both know that Richie Incognito does, probably doesn't need... 10 OTAs to get him to where he needs to be for week one. No. But the Henry Ruggs, the Brian Edwardses, those kind of guys, they need this time because they didn't have it a year ago. So to have these guys in the mix now, in the building in early June, late May, early June, I mean, when you think about what this is going to mean for their development in totality, I feel like these reps right now at this time of the year, they're probably invaluable.
1: Most definitely. They're definitely invaluable in exactly what you just pointed on. These young guys need it. Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, those are two guys that I'm expecting to have big sophomore seasons. Why am I expecting them to have them? Because they have to. The success of the Raiders depend on it. They have to step up, and everybody knows that. Allegiant is going the distance for health and safety, on the ground and in the air.
0: Because the further we go now, the safer it will be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com. So switching to the the defensive side of the football for just a second, I think you look at offense, the biggest question there is going to be the offensive line, those big fellows that we were talking about. Defensively now, it's going to be what can Gus Bradley do with this group? And I don't think there is – I mean, I think we would love it. I know for a fact we would love it if this was a top-10 defense in 2021. But I don't think realistically for this team to win and to win at a high clip, you need to have a top-10 defense. This offense is going to put up points. So if Gus Bradley can get this group from, let's be honest – the seller of the NFL, to a competitive mid-level defense, ooh, I'm excited. And I think that we heard last week, we heard from a couple of th- those defensive guys, we heard from John Abram, we heard from Klee, we heard from Max as well, and the fact that they all seem so excited about what Gus Bradley is going to bring to the table, about his energy, and that's one thing when I was listening to all their, all their press conferences, all three of those dudes, the first thing they talked about wasn't Gus Bradley the coach, it was Gus Bradley the human being and how Gus Bradley the human being is going to get them from A to Z and put them in a position to succeed in 2021.
1: Most definitely Gus Bradley, someone who likes fast, very strong physical people in his defense. Those are the pieces that he likes to deal with. It's like you need to be fast and you need to be able to run to the ball. And he definitely has some guys in his system that will be able to fulfill those requirements. Uh, Something that impressed me I would say the thing that maybe impressed me the most during OTAs while we're talking about the defensive line is uh, seeing Solomon Thomas on the field. Speaking Solomon, speaking of big dudes, he's a huge dude, uh, jacked, and he looked very, looked very strong looked very physical, played really fast. He, when I was watching during OTAs, even though I'm not trying to, we were just talking about we're not going to hype people up and make people think that they're Superman in OTAs, but he def, he looked really good. He looked like the dude that I thought he was going to be coming out of Stanford. I really liked what I saw out of him.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he's one of those guys that obviously he comes into this situation needing to get healthy, being 100%, and TBD of where he is, you know, obviously he's got to be at a pretty good place if he's out there going through drills and stuff, right. but it'll be exciting to see him obviously through the next couple weeks, but once we get To camp, and he's going against you know going against dudes like full you know one hundred percent. I'm excited to to see him because, like you said, the talent has never been in question. No, I don't think that if you look at Solomon Thomas and his journey and his career thus far, and he's still a really young guy, so to kind of twenty five, yeah, so to write the the book on him is is kind of foolish. But if you look at those first couple chapters. There is no doubt that this kid can play football. He can do it at a really high level. Yes, things are going to have to be tweaked here in Las Vegas for him to be the best version of himself. But
1: make no mistake about it, this dude can ball. No, I think it's not even like he hasn't been successful in the NFL. It's just that... He's one of those guys that had a lot of expectations onto him. Because of where he was picked round, in the Because dra- uh, yeah. he was the third pick in the draft coming out of Stanford. All-American guy. And he didn't really – everybody thought he was just going to be this sack monster, you know, in the run all the time. And he t- did play fairly well in San Francisco. Like, he played in the Super Bowl. Like, it's not like he was not a productive player. Of course, he just had – he had his own journey, and he had his things he had to deal with. And I'm really glad to see him really stepping forward and doing what it takes to kind of end the stigma of mental health. But I think he's in a much better place mentally here in Las Vegas. I think he's in a much better place physically. I think he's really going to show out this year.
0: Yeah, it's a plan. So just wrapping up here with Levi Edwards. And Levi, we have, we'll be back on the field later today in just a few hours. And I'm curious for your realistic expectations of the next couple of weeks. Yes, we have mini camp coming up in just a few weeks and then we'll kind of go our separate ways for the summer and come back and really be a thousand percent into this for training camp. But in between now and the start of training camp, so call it over the next eh, two, two and a half weeks, realistically, what do you want to see? And, and I'll just say this, the so number one thing for me at this point of the year is I just want everyone to stay healthy. I don't want any sprained ankles. I don't want any bum knees. I don't want any guys that are, oh, uh, now they have something lingering heading into late July. For me, get your reps, get your field work, break a sweat, learn this defense, feel good about where you are heading to camp. But number one, please, 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 let's have 100% health coming out of this, uh, out of this little chapter.
1: Mr. Pascal, all I have to say is retweet. That is my number one concern as well. We are on the same page of the same book, brother. Like, I don't want to see anyone get hurt. People need to stay healthy. People need to continue to to rehab, whatever they need to rehab, you know, strength train. Make sure they're doing everything that it takes to be ready for the long haul going in the training camp, going into the season. Everybody needs to be healthy because we have seen when this football team is healthy, they can do great things. So that's my number one concern for these guys, offense, defense, special teams, they need to stay healthy. Uh, I feel like I couldn't agree anymore with what you just said
0: yeah and like i said health is number one but it will be cool over the next couple weeks to kind of get a better idea to start kind of filling in the picture of this raiders raiders edition in 2021 and obviously we are not going to have all our answers by the time that we break for the summer in in just under a month here but we should have a much better idea of who they are the guys to keep an eye on and really kind of what this thing is going to look like once we get to training camp so levi thank you for hanging out with us brother i know that we'll probably do this again once we have more to talk about but i appreciate you swinging and by. And just a friendly reminder, you can follow Levi on Twitter at? The Levi Edwards. Bang, bang, bang. Very much appreciated. So, Levi, we will see you soon. And I'm Eddie Pascal, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Morning Grind.
1: Thank you for listening
0: to another episode of The Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Advanced security from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi protects your connected devices from online threats 24-7. But hey, you're probably safe without it. Probably. Like how that free streaming website was probably not a scam. Someone's probably not stealing your bank info as we speak to buy a four-story Chalet Grand. Yeah, you're probably fine. Or you could know your network is covered with advanced security from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Restrictions apply. Copyright 2020. Cox Communications, Inc. All rights reserved.